If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with an acute obsession of true crime, caught discussing tragic events with unwilling participants, or kept awake at night by the paranormal or just plain absurd, you've found the right place. All others, beware of catching this dangerous bug as we begin to talk about the facts. my fact friends. Okay, so I'm Kelly Larson. It's a cold Los Angeles day here on the West Coast, and I'm taking over for Elizabeth Fury for this introduction. She said, hold on, let me go get a drink and left me here to hit record. After all her shenanigans these past few months, I felt like it was a good swerve from the normal. I assume you all just heard that intro, so you know what's going on. All right, I'm back. When are we starting this thing? <laughs> oh my god, did you already start? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 12 Crimes of Christmas. Well then, shut I can't chew this fast. Um, well, I guess I can steer the boat now. Um, I hope to remain your host for the rest of this episode. Um, as Kelly said, I am the host of the show sort of and this is the 12 crimes of christmas that i felt like putting together for another smashing patchwork episode so warm so snuggly so crime and bringing this to you is me our trusty fact fiend me and i bet you're wondering who the mad woman stealing the show is and that is i already i already introduced myself i wasn't i wasn't there um well, then tell them about yourself. Well, okay. Um, you all know who I am. Uh, I've, I've been on here a couple times. I've learned a lot about true crime stuff from Fury's beautiful mind. Um, a little bit crazy mind. <laughs> More accurate. Yeah. And I love this world. I love the fact-finding missions of, like, research that you provide us and – the open-ended questions, I think it's it's just great. Uh, I also, not to name drop podcasts, but on my spare time, I co-host Let's Talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, you um, kind of do co-host Let's Talk About the Facts since you I stole mean, my, my show today. Today I'm... I'm trying to steal the thunder from you, but I co-host We Eat Films Like You for Breakfast, which is so much fun. It's forcing me to watch scary movies, and I get scared while Fury does it, and we pick them apart (laughs) and completely digest them, and it's fantastic. So, Yeah, that's our other podcast, so you can check it out. Um. Also, is it really name dropping if I'm also on that podcast? I don't know. I don't want to like steal from the thunder of this unique and fantastic podcast Aww. by thank you trying to steer them over to ours. But you know, if you love two ladies discussing what thrilling, pre- thrilling and heart stopping things you would love our other podcast yeah i feel like it's one person who doesn't get scared 
and one person who is a Frady cat. And we just roll through. But yeah. that's not this podcast. This it podcast certainly is not. Talks about Christmas crimes. Like that plane in the background of Kelly's. I have zero control over that. (laughs) I have questions about that plane. But, okay, so we're going to go on a serious note real quick. This episode is going to be fun, but serious note, I heard about this on another podcast that I listened to. This is a free shout-out. It's called The Murder Squad. I highly recommend it. Um, They are much better at doing in-depth analysis from a... um, like crime reporter slash investigator instead of citizen detective uh, perspective. So it's done by Paul Holes, who helped catch the Golden State Killer, and Billy Jensen, who's a crime reporter. Uh, Highly recommend it if you have a very strong threshold because they do not hold back on those details. And so I'm all for it, but (laughs) just (laughs) so you all know. Sometimes people just want my version instead of that version. But I heard about this. It's incredibly important. So it's a big PSA for all of you crime buffs out there. It's huge. It's time for all of us to get out those pots and pans. We need to call our local representatives all the way up to the senators, write letters. The federal government has decided to cease funding for NamUs which is the DNA database for missing persons that helps us identify John and Jane Doe's. So NamUs was man- well, is managed by the University of North Texas, and so here's their released statement. So due to funding limitations and significant program modifications directed by the National Institute of Justice, which also houses like the Behavioral Analysis Unit, all of that, Um, Beginning January 1st, 2021, the UNT Center for Human Identification, which is UNT-CHI, management and um, operation of the National Missing and Unified Person System, NamUs, will cease. UNT-CHI will no longer be able to support NamUs stakeholders with any analytical or case support, victim services, system development, or new forensic services. The forensic services include... DNA typing, which is currently suspended, fingerprint examination, forensic odontology, the forensic anthropology, which is already currently suspended, Um, and effective immediately, NamUs will also be unable to support states that have passed legislation mandating the use of NamUs, including bulk bulk data import needs. So UNTCHI at the University of North Texas Health Center Health Science Center, has been proud to manage NamUs through the cooperative agreement with the NIJ since October 1, 2011. However, despite our best efforts over the past several months to reach a sustainable solution, the sweeping program changes being mandated by the NIJ at this time make it untenable for UNTCHI to continue management of NamUs. We deeply regret the negative impact this situation will have on the thousands of NamUs criminal justice and public customers and stakeholders across the country. NamUs is the only program of its kind in existence, and we hope the program can continue its important work for agencies and families nationwide. So, fact friends, this is huge. This is, 
Like, we need this as a country and as human beings. So call your local representatives and hire representation and keep it going. So don't let this happen quietly because every single person deserves the due process of being identified. So even if it's a 40-year-old case, NamUs helps identify a body that's been found. And it is so interesting that in the middle of a pandemic – they're like, guess what? We're taking your money. Bye. So. That just feels very Voldemort-esque. Can I just say Yeah. That? Yeah. And I believe some of the, I could be totally wrong about this, but I do believe because some funding came from the university and their funding has to be rerouted, they asked for more money from the National Institute of Justice. I think it was something like $5 million, which drop in the bucket, right? And they said no. And I, you yeah. know, I have conspiracy theories whirling around in my head right now, but I won't get mm, into that. Same, same. So please, everyone who listens to us, call your local representatives. I will be posting something on Twitter and probably like the day this drops. <laughs> uh, to cycle around we really need to get this out there um it's coming fast this i think this article was posted on december 3rd and january 1st is when they they will cease operation and this is huge so okay we have done that at the top all of you who are listening you got the important message now we're going to go into the slightly more fun part of the 12 crimes of christmas these will all be american crimes and i've kind of turned it into a game similar to the last patchwork episode kelly and i did in october so jumping into a christmas crimes class a fun and rowdy game this is gonna go to where i will vaguely tell the story because we're going to laugh and i don't want to laugh at anyone specifically so i vaguely told a story um but i give you enough information to where you could google it i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) and kelly is going to guess which american state this crime could have happened in and i know this sounds a little unfair and impossible but at the same time it's my game and here we go but also i feel like there's some details there you're like "Mm, i know which one this is but no, you cannot guess Florida for each one. I was going to say, like, you know the most fucked up ones. I'm going to be like, Florida, Florida. Yeah, you can't guess Florida for each one. Okay. Awesome. And I named each story. <laughs> oh, boy. So, number one. The first crime of Christmas. Okay, I'm not doing that every time. But, so, we have a 67-year-old woman. We're going to call her Michelle. She is found beaten, strangled, and hidden beneath the Christmas presents in her home. Right? Amazing. The authorities charged a younger woman who had befriended the victim and was allowed to stay in her house. So that woman, we're going to call her Patty. She was 40 years old and on the lam, but the crime was discovered by the deceased's twin brother, Phil, who had gone to check on her at her home in a gated community after she didn't show up for work. The door was open, and the house had been ransacked. Phil said 
Chairs and tables were turned upside down. Her car and dog were still at home. I knew this wasn't going to be pretty. A foot was sticking out of a big pile of Christmas gifts. And he said buried under the gifts was his sister's cold body, her buddy, bloody, buddy, damn, her bloody face covered with a towel. So, police said Patty was an ex-girlfriend of a victim's nephew and was considered a family friend. Michelle allowed Patty to stay in her home for a month for free, trusting her with the pin to her debit card so she could purchase groceries for the two of them. What state? What state has the dumbest people? Because you never give your pin out for your debit card. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I don't know. Missouri? I said you couldn't say Florida for everyone. I didn't say you couldn't say Florida at all. That is not fair. <laughs> you rigged the election. <laughs> Cancel the election. <laughs> rigged this votes. Was Florida. And Patty received 45 year sentence. Also, I should I'm wondering mention- did she did she dress up like the Grinch when she did it? <laughs> no, she left the presence. She added one. I mean this is the Grinch 2.0. This is I the Grinch like... realizing the presents aren't the problem. It's the people. <laughs> so in order to cancel out capitalist ideals, you need to start killing motherfuckers. Oh. Like people who give you their pin freely. I, can't. I mean, that she is... was considered a family friend. I'm like, why give her her pin? I, don't, I would never... She could just give her cash. Here's my thing. You could give your pin once in a while when they take their car, take your card with them or whatever. It, I, depending on who it is, I don't, don't do I, it. I'm sorry, no. I, I, I have done it once, and it was my father. That's different. And then after that, though, like I just why, what, what is this? Why didn't she have a fucking credit card? Venmo. Also, Venmo is a this fucking is, thing. This is very pre-Venmo. Well, Venmo should have been a thing before this. But I'm just saying, stop just, being idiots with your credit cards. I'm just <laughs> saying that Patty was an idiot. Like, she got a free house for a month. She was getting her groceries bought. Like, bitch, chill the fuck out. Like, but was the woman... What's the name of the victim? I'm so Michelle. sorry. Michelle. Was she a heavy, was she a snorer? Did she chew with her mouth open? Was it like, like one of those things where she just had those annoying roommate qualities that like, you know, we've all been there. We when, almost snapped. Yeah, but when it's free, I can put up with a lot. Yeah. I you don't know. know. You I want right. to know why. Why did she do it? Why? Just Why? She's it's a, a lot of effort to like then drag her body underneath Under the presence. Under the presence and put a towel on her face. Like that's such a move. And then have to like make it look like it was a robbery. Like honestly just take the pin and leave. Just I people confuse me. 
I know. Usually, I think that's the thing that I have learned most from these. Well, Florida confuses episode. Well, actually, that's a misnomer. Florida, the reason why we hear so many cases from Florida is because they don't have a law that most other states have in terms of releasing information about arrests and um, probable causes. So the reason why we hear the craziest stories from Florida is because they're the only state that we can get those stories from. I don't know, though. I've been to Florida. Yeah, but have you been to some places in California, like Humboldt? I mean, also true, but don't forget, <laughs> I grew up in Bakersfield. <laughs> like, Bakersfield is the true armpit of California. Sorry to all listeners from Bakersfield. I but- grew up in the deep south here. Who are you trying to convince? I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, I'm sure if we were to get those records from Bakersfield or Humboldt County, we'd have our own. We'll have 24 crimes of Christmas. But that's not how the song goes. It does in my head and in my heart, Fury. That's only the Muppets version, because that's the only one that matters to me. But we're going to crime number two now. Crime number two. Let's go. Okay. So this one's called Bad Santa, but like badder. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was really good at naming these. Yeah. Um, So at approximately 1130 p.m. on Christmas Eve, we'll call this guy Bruce. He dressed, he dressed up in a Santa Claus suit and knocked on the door of his former in-law's house where about 25 people were partying for Christmas, one of which was his ex-wife. And he had a gift wrap package containing a homemade flamethrower and two 9mm semi-automatic handguns. He also had two additional 9mm um, semi-automatic handguns in his possession. So the moment the door opened... He pulled out two handguns and immediately shot his eight-year-old niece, who survived, as she ran to greet him, injuring her in the face. Then he fired indiscriminately at fleeing partygoers. After the shootings, Bruce unwrapped the package containing the homemade flamethrower and used it to to spray the racing fuel gasoline to set the house on fire. So nine people did perish, not the eight-year-old niece, from either gunfire or flames, and three others were wounded. What state? Oh, God. I feel like it's like it, the semi-automatic as- aspect is like, okay, it's got to be a southern thing. Sorry. No offense. Texas? Bitch, this is Long Beach, California. Long Beach? (laughs) God fucking damn it. So he had some getaway attempts, like a plane ticket to Canada and another one to Vegas, like all these things planned. But apparently his Santa suit fused to him while he was flamethrowing, so he ended up just taking his life at his brother's home. What? Yep, that's how it ended. Like, the actual story is so much worse than what I just told you but yeah he just brought a gift wrap package of a homemade flamethrower and was like time to fuck up this place <laughs> it's like what the fuck am i reading was he on bath salts nope he was really upset with his ex-wife all right okay 
Next one. A frosty stabbing. So we have Mm -hmm. our protagonist. And we're going to call him Jeff. Now Jeff had a home security system that recorded the moment that someone took a knife to his giant inflatable Frosty the Snowman. Now he saw a pickup truck pull up to his home at about 11.22 p.m. on a Sunday evening and a man got out of the passenger side. And then he was seen stabbing the giant inflatable Frosty and trying to unsuccessfully cut a rope tethering it to the ground. And Jeff told a local TV station, we could see a pickup truck come down the street, down the alley. A passenger jumped out and you could see him run up to the snowman here and shank it, try to cut the rope. And then he took off, went back to the truck and took off. It was pretty quick. So the video shows Frosty like slowly slumping over as the air escapes from his wounds. It was mean-spirited. It was silly vandalism, Jeff would go on to say. It looks like a couple of kids were just having fun. Well, it might be fun to you, but it hurts other people. This was a nice place to live, and I want to try to keep it that way. So if we all at least make everyone aware of what happens, more eyes on the street, more people paying attention to what's going on, hopefully these kinds of senseless acts will decrease. But also, like, I kind of feel for Jeff, because those those things are fucking expensive. He sounds like a fucking nimby. No, I mean, I made him sound like that. No, but the words. Oh, yeah. Well, the words of it was, it used to be a nice place to live. That's always a red flag for me. <laughs> like, has it always been a nice place to live? Or are you just privileged in your well, opinion? What state? I don't know. Colorado? Missouri. Damn it! (laughs) So Jeff created a GoFundMe page. It was kind of tongue-in-cheek there. But to raise funds for Frosty's medical expenses resulting from the mob hit-style assaults. (laughs) Amazing. That is... That's a reach. No, no. He did it, like, as a joke. Like, he said on the thing as it was a joke. But anyway. Next. So So the crime was killing Frosty. Yes. They really did. Waiting for it to turn deadly. Not all of these are deadly. I mean. I didn't say Christmas moitas. I said Christmas crimes. I I get that. And also, murdering Frosty, what did he do to you? You don't know where he melted. What'd you do? Have you ever ever had a sock on and walked? accidentally in cold water it is the most uncomfortable fucking feeling in the world i will not take questions at this time that's my favorite vine when he's like somebody left an ice cube on the floor and now my sock is what who's gonna die (laughs) exactly vine is always relevant uh it's a shame uh okay so number four The Santa Claus Bandit. So Santa Claus is going to prison. Let's talk about him. We're going to call him Sean. (laughs) Even though (laughs) this happened. What are you laughing at? I'm sorry. Santa Claus is going to prison. Let's call him Sean. (laughs) Well, Well, he tried to break into a home back in February. But how is this a Christmas crime? Let me tell you. 
he tried to go down someone's fucking chimney. <laughs> so police and fire oh. crews were dispatched about 5.40 p.m. and said Sean was stuck in this chimney for nearly six hours. <laughs> so fire crews had to use jackhammer-like tools to remove bricks from the masonry chimney on the house, which property records show it was built in 1962. Um... And Sean was initially visible from the bottom of the chimney. Fire crews uh, could see, like, his legs. Um, I don't know why they just didn't use the Crisco. I mean, that's how you get everything out. Just dump the Crisco. And so the couple who lived there were vacationing in Mexico for the winter. So obviously they weren't there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. Sean was discovered after a neighbor walking by heard his screams for help. And he claimed that he was just trying to retrieve his backpack, but the police did not buy that. Sure, Jan. Sure, Sean. Sure. All right. Give me a state. Okay. So they're vacationing to Mexico. Uh Uh-huh. For the winter. For the winter. It's got to be like... But, like, people who vacation to Mexico are usually, like... Usually Californian. I gotta say. Is that your last answer? Yeah. Washington State. Washington? Yep. Fucking hell. (laughs) Who from Washington wants to go to Mexico? I've never heard someone wanting to vacate. Like, it's always, like, Californians who are like, we're going to Mexico, bitches! Because I am the person that says, like, let's go take a week in Cabo. Not that Cabo. You I'm go just and saying. You get a house, and it is like a spa retreat. It's amazing. It's really cold in Washington, though. So, I mean, California can get chilly. I don't know. I, I live here. Mm-mm-mm. You live in Los Angeles. California has very cold weather up north. Washington is farther north. Yeah, but it snows in like Lake Tahoe, and Big Bear, and Arrowhead. So we're going to continue with, I'm right about this. <laughs> I am right about this. People in Washington want a vacation in Mexico for the winter because they don't want to be around the cold. And Sean got 17 months in prison. And he also had quite the rap sheet. Like? I didn't write it down. It was <laughs> Okay, brace yourself for this one. Okay. This one's called All Hell Broke Loose. Because black holiday deals can be motivation. They call Did they really write black holiday deals? It's Black Friday. But I like black holiday bill, deals better. Or how about we stop calling it black anything deals and just call it holiday deals. Holiday deals can be motivation for breaking, braving crowds and waiting in ridiculously long lines. All of that may have been prior to the pandemic. But don't be shocked that people still went the fuck out this year despite the danger. Anyway, what all fucking no things how but I, I don't know what sentence I wrote. But anyway, we've seen Jingle all the way. Who's shopping on Christmas Eve anymore? That would have been Black Friday. But the worst of the worst was in Green Acres Mall in 2008. When hundreds were waiting for the doors to open at a Walmart. 
Oh, God. Not a Walmart. A Walmart. A fucking Walmart. Target's just, right there. And you choose. Go ahead. You don't know what state this is. But also, just for emphasis, a Walmart. So this crowd quickly turned into a mob, bursting through the glass door and trampling over an employee. But the worst part, okay? This is where none of us should have been surprised that a portion of the population would not wear a mask. Mm -hmm. When it was announced that the employee had been killed, many New York... Oh, I just told you it's New York. (laughs) Many shoppers continued shopping, complaining that they had been waiting in line all night. Yeah. Wow. So New York with Walmart? Yeah, like upstate. So here's a roast of Walmart from a 2008 ABC7 New York article. This incident was avoidable, said Bruce Both, president of United Food and Commercial Workers Union Local 1500. Where were the safety barriers? Where was security? How did store management not see the dangerous numbers of customers barreling down on the store in such an unsafe manner? Asked President Both. This is not just tragic. It rises to a level of blatant irresponsibility by Walmart. UFC Double Local 1500 will demand a full investigation by all levels of government to ensure both justice for the surviving family members and to ensure the current safety of employees and the general public. Who cares about them? This can never be allowed to happen again, and those responsible must be held accountable. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely avoidable, but like at the same time, just one call out, call out the people that ran over that person. No, that's what they were saying is they were checking the cameras to see who were the ones who did it. Good. Okay, good. I thought they were saying it was avoidable from like a managerial standpoint. And I'm like, no, 100% was too, because you have one guy and they broke through glass doors. Yeah, that's fucking cray. I was honestly going with, like, Georgia at that point. Yeah, no, it was New York. But I believe it was upstate. Oh, wow. Because remember, New York is more than just a city. I just want to say, no, I know that. I just didn't know. I thought Walmart was more like, I I didn't know that there was even a Walmart. It's all over the country. People need to love themselves more than to shop at a Walmart. Hey, Walmart started in Arkansas, and I went to high school and college there. That's not like a pro-Walmart statement. It's just a statement. (laughs) She's going to say, like, why are you defending Walmart? (laughs) I'm not. I just actually didn't know there were other stores. There was only one Target in Little Rock, and there was, like, five Walmarts. Jesus. Yep. I it's mean, like that's the kind opposite of, how Starbucks, of LA. Yeah, it's like how Starbucks is in LA. It's like every corner. Every no, corner. it's more like how Target is in LA. Because there's like so many Targets, but one Walmart in Burbank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, now we're going back to number six. The sixth day of Christmas crimes. Hmm. Um, Santa's little helpers, comma, pistols. So, this crime, it's almost 100 years old, but it's awesome. So, we got a man. We're going to call him Marshall. He mm-hmm. walked into a town's first national bank, 
in a full Santa costume. A bank teller attempted to greet him as Santa, like, hey Santa, but alas, he did not answer. He was accompanied by three armed men, one who held up a pistol and yelled, hands up! Classic. Oh boy. So a woman had come, in, like, she comes in and she's with her daughter and they want to see Santa. And they figured out what was happening. So I feel like I picture this, like both of them running out with their hands just waving above their hands going, someone's robbing the bank. And then there was this shootout. Like this town was never going to believe in Santa again, right? People got hurt. People died. I think the police chief died on Christmas. Um, So they're able to escape with the money, taking two girls hostage and one of the men are wo- is wounded. But, alas, Marshall's car ran out of gas shortly after because they forgot to fuel up before the robbery. And they decided to leave the wounded bandit behind and accidentally left him with the money. So, the pursuit continued throughout Saturday and the next day. Mm. What state do you think that happened in? Almost a hundred years ago. Almost a hundred years ago? Yeah, brah. Uh, Virginia? That was a solid guess, but totally off the mark. That was in Texas. Damn it! <laughs> oh, it always is like the place that I was about to say, but then I'm like, mm, nah. It can't, you can't, your guess can't always be Texas, Kelly. I said it couldn't always be Florida. No, I know, but every single one of these I've wanted to say Texas because... So, on Christmas Eve, a church was filled, and as that jolly Santa Claus entered, like, I imagine everything just came to, like, a grinding halt. Like, the organ goes, "Ah!" and, like, just dead silence. But a little boy called out, and apparently he had, like, a little waver in his voice, and he's like, Santa Claus, why did you rob that bank? And so, he's arrested... Sentenced to 99 years in prison, he'd almost be out. However, that angry mob invaded the prison and hanged him. Interestingly enough, a very classic Santa image was used in hopes of identifying him as a criminal. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we should put that as, like, our icon for the the season. Maybe. Um, Next. This Mm -hmm. one's called just nuts okay so we have a helen this time good old helen and the authorities say that this 44 year old helen was so angry at a man who was apparently her husband for returning home without beer on christmas that she went inside grabbed something and beat and stabbed him with it that's something was a ceramic squirrel. The sheriff's office said in a report that deputies found the man was covered with blood when they arrived at Helen's home early that morning. Now, she told investigators that the man fell and cut himself, but she couldn't explain why her hands and clothes were also bloody. Name the state. First of all, she's valid. <laughs> I don't Very think valid she's valid. Here. I'll tell you why in a second. I think she's a total bitch on this one. There's another one where I'm like, she's totally valid. I mean, 
Maybe, but valid. She th- she should have thought ahead. This is not his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. You got a you got a state for me? Ah. I guarantee you, you forgot this is a state. Alaska. No, South Carolina. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So deputies interview him, and Helen was apparently so angry when he returned without beer because stores are closed on Christmas Eve that she grabbed the ceramic squirrel, beat him in the head, and then stabbed him in the shoulder and chest. So she's charged with domestic violence for stabbing her husband with a ceramic squirrel. You know, like he went out for her on Christmas Eve and he's like, oh, shit, the stores are closed. I got to go tell Helen. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, where's the beer? (laughs) Like, I don't feel for her at all. But, you know, kudos to her for flipping the gender norm. Totally. But at the same time, she's a batterer and he did not deserve that because he tried. He did try. Okay, so this one. Number eight. We're on the eighth day of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Crimes. Chocolate. Worth its weight in gold? Question mark. So a man, we can call him Clark. He really mm-hmm. goofed up his job as a mall Santa because he attacked a 74-year-old woman with a two-by-four at a shopping mall. So on December 10th, Clark, who was 49 at the time, hit an elderly woman in the face and head with a board and knocked her unconscious. A second woman intervened, trying to keep Clark from hitting her, or hitting the elderly woman again, but then he threatened her with the board. Santa lost his damn mind. What do you think? Which state? Uh... Ohio. Georgia. Get, uh. So before, before, before Clark was arrested, he was seen taking off a Santa hat and red shirt in an alleged attempt to get rid of the evidence, police said. Clark told police that the woman in which he had unleashed his rage with two by four had taken 29 sealed boxes of Hershey's chocolates worth $145 from him. But officials said no witnesses can confirm this claim. The Santa with the 2x4 was charged with two counts of aggravated assault. Also, chocolates and or $145 is not worth hitting someone over. Wow. Wow. That's a... He knocked her out over chocolate. I mean, again, <laughs> my mind goes to valid. Because it's $149 worth of chocolate. $145 is not enough to pick up a 2x4 and knock out a 74-year-old lady. It's enough to push her down. Or you could Let be her, like, ma'am, did you take my off. shit? Also, <laughs> there's no confirmation or booty that she did do that. They never found those 29 sealed boxes. Yeah. Basalt. One of those, if it's true, old broad had it coming. But it but wasn't. we don't know. We don't know. She could have stashed it. Who's to say he had those 29 sealed boxes of Hershey's chocolates? Who would come up with 29? 
He would. He's 49. Okay. This man hit a woman with a two by four. Are you seeing it's chocolate? The p- no, it's Hershey's. It's chocolate. No, chocolate. <laughs> I no. It's I'd like to buy all of your chocolate, not hit her with a two by four. Um, but he already so- bought it. <laughs> she stole it. Allegedly, he's trying to run away, and then came up with the reason. Just saying. Nope. Fuck that, Santa. You don't hit right. a woman over things. Okay. Saying. People yeah. are going to be like, wow, Kelly hates women. And I'm going to be like, it's chocolate. No. <laughs> They're going to be like, wow, Kelly's a psychopath. <laughs> Bold. Bold. You and just, I agree. Yeah, it was like, you're like, oh, I'm going to knock out a 74-year-old woman with a two-by-four. It's fine. Have you met some 74-year-old women? I worked at Cracker Barrel for five years. I hate Cracker Barrel. I hate that place. I'm so so sorry. I was like, I'm cutting you off. I have met many 74-year-old women. Yes, I'd knock them out. Never mind. Thank you. (laughs) Not over chocolate. That's not what I'd do for. Maybe my honor. What if she was secretly a human trafficker? And I w- he was avenging need- his daughter who she trafficked long I need ago, proof. but he didn't have any evidence. I need proof. You got to talk to me. In 2020, we don't need no proof. We just throw out baseless accusations on Twitter and we hope something sticks. I thought better of you, Kelly. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving on to number nine, sweet baby Jesus. So, what is stranger? Stealing a doll depicting what many believe is the son of God? Or using GPS and high-tech cameras to protect that display? Oh, definitely the second. So, a stolen baby Jesus from a nativity scene. It's a very common Christmas crime. But yeah, what- it's like <laughs> a passage. No, no. This one was great. An 18-year-old, we're going to call her Tiffany... She stole the ceramic figure, and she assumed no one would notice. But little did she know that the figure was rigged with a GPS system, and the cops quickly found out about her shenanigans. And I can't tell what's more disturbing, the crime of stealing the baby or the assumption that the figure would need a GPS monitor in the first place. Like, come on. People who... People who put GPS trackers on a baby Jesus nativity scene are probably way too Christian for their own good. Like, Jesus himself would tell you, let kids have fun and steal me during Christmas. Like, come on. I don't know how I feel about any of this conversation. Not that I'm against, like, the whole stealing the baby Jesus part, but I feel like Jesus wouldn't be down about taking money from the church. Oh, wait, was it loaded with cash? No, but they spent money on it. Oh, honey. I'm just speaking biblically. Most of them don't pay shit for that crap. Most of that shit is donated by people who are like, it was in my garage. We're not using it anymore. Here you go. No, that is definitely not how that church or churches generally work. Mm. They get the fancy shit. 
It was a ceramic I'm, Jesus. It's a ceramic Jesus, but like those are expensive. A GPS. I guarantee you, the GPS tracker cost more than that fucking. No, I agree doll. about that. That That's to me is just much. excessive. Like, but I let mean, the kid. And also, why are you wait if you know that it's gonna get stolen? Because let's why be honest. Put it out? Why not? Why put it out? Like, I don't care. Put it out. Why spend money on a ceramic baby Jesus? Yeah, get a five dollar blow like not blow Uh, like those water dolls. A five dollar water baby doll from Goodwill. Do the blow up baby like nativity scene, and then you can't steal baby Jesus because it's just part of the blow up thing. Yeah, that's fine. And then people go and pop it. But I'm just saying. You can always, and then you can do a GoFundMe for the mob style hit. You know what it should be? It should be like, you know how some people write messages on the $1 bill and it's like to a website and like you log where it's been. Do that for the baby Jesus. Be like, okay, now it's your goal to put it in a different nativity scene. And it's going to be like the baby Jesus around the world. Guys, let's do this. We got to get into this. Okay, spread the meme. That it's going to start by, like, baby Jesus around the world. She's putting too much effort into this. I just, I just love this idea. Funny. I think it's hilarious and let kids be kids. And it's a harmless prank. Is it hurting anyone? No. Again, I just, I was it's hurting your church. That, that you <laughs> said Jesus was going to be the one to be like, yeah. I was like, Jesus wouldn't back that play. Okay, but the Bible didn't but depict Jesus at the age of 14. All right. I am sure Jesus got into some shenanigans when he was 14 years old and dumb. So like maybe if he's real. Okay. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm going there. Anyways, we're moving on cuz this is not a debate about yeah, whether or like, not Jesus would be okay with petty theft. What state? Oh god. I'm like sitting here thinking like what state has a huge rod shoved up their asshole about Christianity. And I realized, unfortunately, that's all states. So, so many. I say this, guys, as a as a proud Catholic, as a proud practicing Catholic. I I say this. Um, God. I don't know. North Carolina. Florida. Fuck you. <laughs> she goes proud practicing Catholic. Fuck you. I I have my own opinion about what Jesus and God intended me for this world and for this life. And they did not intend me to censor myself when I am angry. So <laughs> if Jesus can turn over a table. I can have a, second brunch. I can have I can have my fuck you moments. Okay, number 10. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart attack. (laughs) So, according to police, we have a man. We'll call him Gerard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he attempted to fake a heart attack. I hope it was better than the one that was in Saw that we talked about on our episode, I Saw That Makeup. Mm -hmm. And he was in the toy aisle of a Walmart. Again, a Walmart. In December... And he was creating a distraction as his accomplice, we can call him Scott, tried to take off like a reindeer on a mission with a shopping cart full of children's toys. Among the items were a motorized toy car, 
and a Barbie Glam Vacation House. This dastardly pair somehow forgot security cameras exist, which captured every moment of this half-wit heist. I want that video. What state? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. At this point, it's just like, it's a one out of 50 chance of me getting this, guys. This is I like actually so feel minute. like one out of 25. Because you know it's not Rhode Island. You don't know that. I do, actually. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, you know because you know the answer. But like, um, that doesn't sound like a Rhodidian. I don't know what you called Rhode Island. Rhode Islanders. I mean, is it? <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna be so mad. Florida. Yep. <laughs> they were cuffed soon and charged with grand theft and with real handcuffs, not pink fluffy ones. Interesting. An interesting choice. <laughs> All right. This one's called, It's Really the Thought That Counts Here. So we're going to stroll again, 2008. A lot of these happened in, like, the aughts. And I have to admit, it makes sense. Um, so 26-year-old man and seemingly professional brat. We're going to call him Heath. He somehow mm -hmm. had a girlfriend. And she was 24, and her name was Randy. Apparently, this professional brat wanted a remote control airplane for Christmas, and he was very upset to find that he had instead gotten a brand new Nintendo Wii system instead. So the couple argued, and when Randy went to leave, Heath allegedly grabbed her hair, and in retaliation, she turned around and hit him. Go, Randy. Brawl ensues. State. I don't. Uh, oh boy, um, North Carolina, New Hampshire. This was our second in the New England area. Uh, so both are arrested after their little frickle fracas left them bloody. And I'm just saying he started it by being an absolute ass. Mm -hmm. And then Valid. finally, <laughs> finally. Number 12, give us our presents back, punk. So, this is our last one. A return okay. to the scene of the crime ended with a much different result for a group of thieves who found themselves at the wrong end of guns held by their victims until police arrived. The Grinch move does not work, by the way. A family whose home was robbed of their Christmas presents in two televisions Believe they caught, or believed they caught the crooks on a Sunday morning when they were driving by the house a few days after the robbery. So a television crew was interviewing the family about the theft when the relatives spotted the car and followed them. They held the thieves at gunpoint until the officers of the county sheriff's office arrived. What state? That is a nice citizen's arrest. I, I'm proud of them for that one. Um, wait, the guys got arrested, right? Not them. <laughs> yes, yeah, the burglars. Clear. Okay, good. I was gonna be because like, they were just... correct. Those were those were the burglars. Amazing. Um, 
You know, I, uh, I don't, fuck, I don't know. Um, remember, they're being held at gunpoint. That, that happens everywhere. <laughs> what do you mean they're being held at gunpoint? Well, first of all, who is readily going to have their guns available? Oh, so South. Alabama? Correct! Oh my god, I got one! <laughs> I did help you with number 10. So Shut th- up, let me have this win! <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, yeah, you got one. Because number 10, I technically helped you. Technically. Oh, number 10 was the one with New York, right? No, the third me. Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't even count that one as a win. This is a, definitely a win. So the three thieves were charged with third-degree burglary, second-degree theft of property for the robbery. Don't know if they got their presents back. Didn't care. More importantly, I just wanted to know that they got caught. Yeah. I feel like that's how we all feel right now. In conclusion, so much fucked up shit happens around the holidays that isn't between families. But so much fucked up shit happens in general. And you have to admit, some of these are wild, some are tragic, and some are tragic, and I told them in a zany way to lighten the mood. But as the Christmas season in this winter of our discontent and pandemic continues to blow on, we can always laugh at bad Santas trying to commit crime. But don't forget to be vigilant. Don't be another elf that just lets bad things happen. And give gifts to your friends. None to your enemies. And like, which elf are you referring to? Elf on a shelf? Because yeah, that guy just lets shit happen around him. Dude, but he reports. He reports, but like no one likes a snitch. I do. Okay. Well. But I don't snitch to the authorities. I just like I want people to tell me what's going on. That's my thing. Is that like are you gonna are you gonna actually like take care of it? Because that's what the elf on the shelf should do. Be like, hey, by the way, you're being monitored, just in case you didn't know that. The best video camera would be inside of an elf on the shelf. Definitely. But, you know, maybe there is one. That would be soups creepy. Anyway. Yeah. And don't forget to call your representatives about NamUs. Please do. This is so, like, this angers me. This is just, it's lazy. It's our federal government getting away with murder literally again we don't like don't get us into i cannot wait i cannot wait for the overturn in january yeah so many this is the one time that i'm like yes people losing their jobs i'm okay with it yes it's time to lose your job but okie poke that was the 12 Crimes of Christmas. Woo! Would love to hear some more zany crimes. So tweet at us, email us, Instagram us, though I, I'm going to apologize right now. I'm the worst at Instagram. I forget that it exists. Definitely it's- tweet. I want to know who's on my side thinking that Jesus would be okay with petty theft. That's what I want to know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to look for it. I'm going to look for people to be like, yeah, Kelly was right. I'm going to say, I want to know who's on my side that Kelly's a psychopath that would knock out a 74-year-old woman for chocolate. You know, I welcome that criticism because I already know it's true. I can't. Anyway, 
So this has been another zany episode of Let's Talk About the Facts. And that was Kelly Larson. And that was Elizabeth Fury. We're out. Bye. This podcast was surprisingly produced by me. Original music by Miranda Miller. You can find us both on Twitter and Instagram at TalkAboutFacts. That's T-A-L-K-A-B-T-F-A-C-T-S. Or email recommendations to ltatfpodcast at gmail.com. Stay safe out there, friends.